This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Program complete. Log on complete. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Take your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made out of foreign shorts. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've got a bit to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from a store-grown county, Tennessee, and it is Friday night, so we are indeed live broadcasting out uh, worldwide over the internet and over the airwaves. If you happen to be driving around in Columbia, South Carolina, you can tune in WCETFM and listen there, or anywhere online, Liberty Talk FM, TheLastFrequency.com, uh, ZMA Radio, Liberty Talk FM. I already mentioned them, didn't I? Uh, also, uh, you know, uh, K-Star Talk Radio. Yeah, that's the other folks that I certainly don't need to be living out. Uh, we're live there, plus 
all the fine folks that listen to the podcast after the fact, wherever you listen to podcasts, glad to have all of you along whenever you're listening. Should have a uh, interesting and fun conversation tonight with our great guest. In the first hour, we're scheduled to be joined by Karen England. She is the president of Capital Resource Institute, uh, very much in the fight battling to get pornographic material out of school libraries. Uh, we're also scheduled to be joined by returning guest Richard C. Lyons. Now, he's the author of The DNA of Democracy and The Shadows of the Acropolis. Uh, he'll be joining us to talk about the topic of political assassinations and whether or not we're kind of setting the stage for a return of their frequency here in the United States. Uh, scary topic, but one I think we ought to be talking about considering everything that's going on and the current political divide. After that, in hour number two, we're scheduled to have an extended conversation with longtime friend of the show and uh, just friend of mine, Mr. Ken Crow, he is, of course, the purveyor of Crow's Nest politics, and uh, he will be joining us to cover multiple topics, including, uh, for the majority of the second half of the hour, we'll be talking about uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s presidential campaign. Uh, it would appear that, as flabbergasted as I was and surprised to find out that Ken had... <sighs> I want to say went to the dark side because, I mean, let's face it, RFK Jr. is not a conservative. He's not a Republican, but he's actually closer to conservative than a lot of rhinos. So I can see why he went there, but in, at the very least, he's got insider information. So we'll see what's going on, especially interesting since uh, it would appear that Bobby Kennedy Jr. has in fact decided to run as an independent now when there was only speculation about that possibility going on last time Ken was on the show and talking to us. So lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, it's Friday night, so anything can happen. We are live, so anything can happen. Plenty of things to talk about if any of the guests don't make it. But uh, fingers crossed, and uh, I suspect we'll probably have our uh, folks joining us at any rate. Before we get into any of that, I do need to talk to you about our friends over at Native Path. Now, unless they change their minds and decide to renew... This is most likely the last time you're going to hear me talk about Native Path. Their campaign is expiring with this broadcast, and uh, a lot of that has to do with you. If you guys decide to go on a sudden spree over there and get some of this uh, uh, krill oil supplement, uh, they might change their mind. They might renew. And, you know, I'm not saying that to try and convince you any more to go good. I mean, I don't want you to do it as a favor to me. I'm just explaining that if you decide to do it and follow through and, and get that for you, then uh, we're running a very serious possibility that they might renew. And I, and I wanted to make sure that here I am telling you that uh, no more and uh, they might decide to renew and then I don't want to to make things any, you know, kind of weird if all of a sudden I'm back at it and we have a whole new campaign. We're having <clears throat> difficulty getting a hold of Karen right now, so I'm going to multitask and shoot an email and see what we can find out. In the meanwhile, let's continue to talk about Native Path, because as I've said before, 
we've seen how the woke virus has basically taken over even the medical profession. With that being the case, you do have to take your health into your own hands. That means doing simple things, basic things, fundamentals. You know, eating right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, eating right, resting well, being smart about how you exercise. And you need to exercise, but you need to be smart about it. And if you're going to take supplements, make sure that they're bioavailable and they're effective for what you need. And that's where Native Path can really come in and be helpful, especially if your concerns are about brain health or circulation or blood pressure or swollen, achy joints. Um, that's actually what's been most helpful in my case is with the swollen, aching joints. Uh, I, I really continue to tell to tell you this because that's been my personal experience. I've been very happy. In fact, I just reordered some more. Should have them in in the next couple of days. I, I am going to continue to use the product even if we don't renew, and I, and I will do that at least until I find something that works better, if I ever do. And I don't know that I will. I mean, it's been fantastic. We will. Uh, continue to champion the cause because I want you guys to be healthy now what you'll really need to do though is not take my word for it what you need to do is go see for yourself you do that by visiting fixswollenfeet.com you go there you get a special offer that's available to listeners to this show that link will probably still be active uh, for some time after uh, the campaign has completed. So you can still utilize that and to still take advantage of it even uh, late next week, uh, probably well into next month. In fact, I was uh, looking around in our Gold Co. link, uh, and they stopped uh, being a sponsor of the show several months ago. That link is still active, so you can go back and listen to archive shows and hit that and, and I would highly recommend you do that too if if you're concerned about what's going on with the threats of the digital dollar and ridiculous inflation continuing to get worse you need to protect yourself so you'll see what they've got going on but this is about native path this is about the acrylic oil. what there we go saying krill oil is a fantastic source of omega-3 fatty acid it's eight times more powerful than regular fish oil you should really, really take a serious look at it. You go to Fix Swollen Feet, and you're going to have that opportunity to take advantage of the pricing, the special price for being a listener here. So you're not going to have a better chance at a better price to find out how effective it's going to be for you. What I have to say is with no equivocation at all that it's been a miracle for me, for, for my ankles, my knees, and uh, even my uh, calf muscle that never quite healed right that uh, was a result of the damage to my ankle back when I had the injury over COVID. If, if you guys have been a long-term listener, you, you know that. Uh, I talked about it quite a bit when that occurred. This has been phenomenal. And there's never been a better chance, a better time for you to just go see for yourself. And that's all I'm asking you to do. Give it a try. Take advantage of the special offer. Because while I can't guarantee you that it will work as well for you as it has for me, I can guarantee you that at this price, what has occurred is you're never going to have a better chance to find out if it will. 
if it works better for you than it does for me, if it works for you with one of these other things that krill oil and the omega-3 fatty acids are known to do. If you have a blood pressure issue, this could be very helpful, especially if it's one of those borderline, oh, you need to just uh, lose some weight and exercise more things. This is where the Antarctic krill oil can be very helpful with reducing that. If you've got your circulatory issues going on, it's helpful there too because it's a very healthy oil to have in your body. Hey. I know. I've went on too long about it, and part of me going on about it is because this, I suspect, will be the last time I'm talking about it. And I really do want you guys to at least try it. If you have not yet, you really should try it. If it doesn't work for you, fine. But what I'm telling you is what it has done for me, there's a really good chance it will help you. That's all I'm saying, and that's why I'm so adamant about you trying it. Fix swollenfeet.com all right so with all that having been said i've got no response uh, from my email that i sent trying to get a hold of the publishers we had an issue with karen where we had actually scheduled her uh, previously and then we had to change uh, and did a whole thing uh, to the point that i never even sent her information to doug and she was working at a uh, conference, and we were very hopeful that we'd be able to get this together because she is a very busy lady. And what may have happened is in the time in between is somebody lost track of what's happening. So, again, we will endeavor to schedule her again at some point. I'm going to try to keep an eye right here on the email in case I get a response because – you know, stuff happens, man. You know, it happens. And it's Friday night. But in the meanwhile, there is a story that's not that dissimilar to what we would have been discussing that I feel like is appropriate to talk about. Now, there's several other stories that I want to kind of wait till uh, Ken is with us. So I will look at this one ever so briefly. And, uh, of course, what we're talking about, once again, is the Los Angeles School District. I even did a video on the L.A. school system, uh, if you want to go check out my Rumble stuff. Uh, but the L.A. school district is now indoctrinating five-year-olds with a celebration of LGBTQ values. Now, nothing makes me angrier than to see the left attacking children like this, and they continue to do so. So I don't know what else to do but to call them out and hopefully bring it to your attention. If you're in a position, if you're a parent in the Los Angeles School District, and you may very well be because uh, usually California is in the top three in listeners to this show, and I appreciate that, guys. It might surprise some folks, but there are a lot of conservatives out there. But if you happen to be a parent out there, if you're nearby, if you're in a position to provide support, you guys need to continue to put pressure on these people that are trying to destroy and warp the minds of your children. Starting next week, many children as young as five who attend the Los Angeles Unified Public Schools will not may, not probably, uh, certainly not should, but will participate in a week-long celebration of, quote, National Coming Out Day. Happens to fall on October 11th this year. You know, uh, lots of people waiting for Columbus Day 
uh, upcoming this coming Monday. But uh, obviously the important day in October, it's not Columbus Day, it's not Halloween. The important day, it's National Coming Out Day. So you know how much we're looking forward to here. We'll certainly be celebrating with all the other people. Anyway, the district, Los Angeles School District, issued its, quote, Week of Action Toolkit, emblazoned with a black power fist over neon rainbows with stripes, and <clears throat> is nominally optional. Although peer pressure will likely prompt elementary school teachers to use its programming. Again, we're not getting away from the celebration. It's just whether or not you're going to use the Week of Action Toolkit. It's nominally optional, but they're going to be doing it. All the other teachers will do it, and, you know, that's how this is going to play. <clears throat> it's a version for elementary students contains an identity map activity that, quote, prepares students to think critically about identity and intersectionality, as well as suggestions to include brief biographies of an important LGBTQ plus person to advocate to spotlight. And now, I'm really kind of doubting that it's following through with the stated purpose, because if you think critically about identity and intersectionality, you don't come to the same conclusions that these people want you to come to. And the last time educators in this country actively promoted critical thinking to their students, well, it's been a minute. Now, they're starting up on Columbus Day, or as in uh, most of these left-leaning areas, uh, they don't like to celebrate Christopher Columbus. He's a problematic character. Um, lots of these people much prefer to call it Indigenous Peoples Day or some other uh, cliché-ish, cartoonish caricature that they feel like should be celebrated as opposed to Christopher Columbus. Uh, kind of funny, uh, the federal government's not going to take to take Columbus Day off. And I say good riddance, they should take it off. But if they don't want to recognize it as a holiday, why are they still taking that time off? Anyway, Monday will feature transgender YouTuber Jazz Jennings, who allegedly claimed to be a girl at the age of two. As well as the book, Julian is a Mermaid. Tuesday, well, that's going to feature Marsha P. Johnson, an American gay liberation activist and self-identified drag queen. And the book then, The Great Big Book of Families. Oh, just a, an instant classic, of course. Wednesday, we really start picking up speed, because Wednesday, it's going to feature Hollywood's Elliot Page. You know, the former star actress Ellen Page. Uh, you probably remember her more as Ellen. 
and, and of course, the book of the day is Be Who You Are, which is kind of ironic since Elliot Page isn't exactly being who she is, is she? Thursday, well, that's going to feature the WNBA's Laisha Carradine, who came out as a transgender and non-binary all at the same time. How brave, how bold, how stunning, how beautiful. Did I say how brave? She did that in 2020, and evidently no special book on Thursday. Uh, why waste time with a book when you have someone as riveting as any player in the WNBA? Uh, anyway, Friday, well, that's going to feature Carl Nasbitt, the first openly gay active player in the NFL. And the book for Friday, From the Stars in the Sky to the Fish. In the sea. Now, I'm not saying that that's necessarily books that young elementary school students shouldn't be reading, but let's just say that if Karen had joined us, one of these books would be on the list of books she's fighting to keep out of school libraries. I'll let you do the research to figure out which ones and why you may not like for any of them to be the subject matter for. Your five-year-olds, or your six, seven, eight. Shoot, there's a lot of you parents out there that probably would prefer, if they're going to read these books at all, that maybe they should wait till they're 18 and they've moved out of your house. But nonetheless, that is the week. That is the schedule. That is the suggestions, the recommendations from the powerful and ever so smart, the people that know better than the rest of us, educational professionals of Los Angeles, California. At the week of actions start, teachers should engage kindergarten and first grade students in discussions about identity, aided by an activity called an identity map. This was reported by the City Journal, by the way. I'm quoting from them. Pupils chart their experiences of discrimination or privilege along 12 axes, including race, gender identity, sexuality. Again, remember, this is five, six, and seven-year-olds they're talking about. Their sexuality, their mental health, and body size. This mapping allows seven-year-olds to see themselves through the lens of intersectionality, which, as we all know, is something that every seven-year-old really needs to be able to do. I hope nobody's allergic to sarcasm out there tonight. Teachers then post the identity maps on the wall for a class discussion about students' multiple identities. Now, the Los Angeles Unified School District has a virtual club for elementary school students called the Rainbow Club. Uh, again, that is, was, is the topic of the video I have up over on Rumble. And the more I think about it, the more I think I probably ought to put a link to that in the show description for those of you that end up listening to the podcast. I'm, I'll try to remember to do that uh, just in case you missed it or want to check it out or, you know, all those things. They have this club, 
that has been meeting every Wednesday after school for an hour between September 13th and November 15th. Uh, they are actively attempting to indoctrinate you, your children, your children's children, and anybody else who's willing to listen. It is ridiculous. It is difficult to imagine that this is what professional educators believe to be appropriate. But this is where we're at. It's not going to change unless you decide to change it. You're going to have to pick up the mantle. We can no longer sit back and wait for the politicians to come save the day. We can't sit back and wait for some religious leader to chain, come and save the day. And that's because nobody is doing that. They're just not. It's shameful. But it is the reality. You are the leader that you're waiting for. I actually just posted that as a random statement on social media across all the platforms that I'm on, uh, I guess about a month ago. And one person very, very sarcastically said, am I? Uh, my response, of course, to that had to be, well, maybe not all of you. <laughs> and that's because some of the people that see themselves as leaders are actually on the side of the indoctrination. In fact, these people, they get very noisy, they get very loud, and they believe ever so much that they're in the right because they have been victims of this type of indoctrination themselves. There's no two ways about it. Here's the other thing that you need to keep in mind. You might be sitting there right now thinking to yourself, oh, well, that's in Los Angeles, California. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I've got nothing at all to worry about. Eh, wrong. Sorry. Wherever you're at, this stuff is going on everywhere, all across the country. Remember our big... Uh, Look under the hood of what was going on in modern education. We saw in Virginia, Loudoun County, Virginia, probably one of the worst examples of what we saw. And then because we were paying attention, we started seeing these kind of things throughout the state of Ohio. We started seeing it in Indiana. Then we started seeing it in other places, too. And the bottom line is if you take the time to go look, it's happening everywhere. So we all need to be in mind, if you've got a kid, if you've got a grandkid, if you've got a great-grandkid currently going to public school or even a private school, you probably need to do your research, check it out, see for yourself what it is that's going on. And speaking of checking things out and know what's going on, be aware at all times and make sure that you are prepared for when bad things happen because bad things are coming. As long as Biden is allowed to stay in the White House, bad things are going to happen. Maybe you need emergency backup uh, electricity. Maybe you need a survival food kit. Regardless of what that is, go to our friends over at 4Patriots and see what they've got to offer. You can do that by visiting www.4patriots.com. Don't forget to use promo code TAP at checkout. That's T-A-P-P. -P. Save yourself 10% on the entire order. Once again, that's the number four. Don't type in the word. Just hit the number the number four 
TapPatriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, this is Derek Kenny, and you're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Ever mindful of the famous question a lady asked Ben Franklin in Philadelphia on September 17, 1787? What type of government have you given us? To which Mr. Franklin famously answered, a republic if you can keep it. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Whether he realized it or not, Mr. Franklin was telling the inquisitive woman who wondered what type of government was given to us. That if this nation is to be great again, the land of the free, home of the brave, we the people must stay on top of matters concerning the operation of every aspect of this republic. If not, elected officials will only continue to govern either on behalf of themselves or the interests of elitist organizations like the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, and other powerful interests and people like the Soros father and son team, big pharma, open border advocates like the National Chamber of Commerce, Too often, we the people have allowed ourselves to be conned into falling for the divisive propaganda regarding race, feminism, or that wanting America to be great is somehow not good. My fellow Americans, we can have a better republic than ever before, if you want it. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Go to at The Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. 
Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, skull. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Gordon Knight with Deep Seek Diaries. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. We are indeed back, and our next guest is on the line waiting. But before we get started with that conversation, I do need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Look, there's no question. The surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. Quickest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have a firearm with you when you need it. Don't let something like comfort stand in the way between you and your legal right to carry Uh that is, of course, assuming you have the legal right to carry. That is an important part of this equation. Uh, according to thousands of their customers, 
Okay, most comfortable holster period. Plus, it's designed to save you money. They do that by working without a tactical belt. They do that by working with almost all semi-automatic handguns. And they allow you to carry in multiple positions. So you can just find that one spot the way you want to carry that works best for you. Not a lot of holsters have all that versatility. But, alas... Do not take my word for it. Go visit them. See what they've got going on for yourself. You do that by visiting www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, important to use the backslash T-A-P-P because that will automatically activate for you a $40 discount. And they are continuing to remind me to remind you that Bidenomics is going to force them to raise prices before the end of the year. Please take advantage of your best ability to get the best buying power from your dollars by not hesitating. Go visit them. Check them out. See it for yourself. Make a purchase based on what you decide, but just spend the time to go see what they've got to offer. Again, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show today. The author of The DNA of Democracy and Shadows of the Acropolis. We are talking about Mr. Richard C. Lyons. Richard, thank you again for joining us, and how are you today, sir? Very good. How are you, Tim? I'm doing pretty well for Friday. It's been a long week. Certainly glad to have the weekend starting in full effect, and it makes it even better when I get to uh, end off uh, the remainder of the week by getting to talk to somebody like yourself, a phenomenal historian and a man who has a very unique perspective who's not afraid to share it, and that is a unique combination. So very glad to have you here along for the ride. I appreciate that, Tim, very much. All right. we see an interesting situation going on right now. Uh, by interesting, of course, I mean kind of scary, because we've recently seen what amounts to a professed assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice in Brett Kavanaugh. We've seen open threats and uh, what appeared to be a assassination attempt or could have been uh, for Bobby Kennedy Jr. at one of his events. And, of course, there are yeah. a ton of threats constantly going on and almost being encouraged and egged on by the left directed at Donald Trump. Uh, part of your experience with the history that you've looked at, political assassinations uh, have not exactly been a rarity when you talk historically. But it's something that we kind of felt like we've moved past here in the United States, at least since the days of Lincoln. Do you see anything other than this slide uptick that might indicate we are moving in the wrong direction when it comes to this? And uh, do you think it might actually be just a matter of time more so than a political oddity? Well, actually, Tim, you're hitting on the thesis behind shadows of the Acropolis, which is that power is concentrated so much in Washington, D.C., and therein, in the executive branch and the agencies, that the single office of the presidency is a winner-take-all proposition. So if you feel like the person in office in the presidency is not your candidate, you feel dispossessed because all the decisions are now made through that office and its agencies, far more than is made in the legislature. So if, if 
if you are a conservative, the liberal president, you will feel like he does not represent your interests. And the reverse is true. And so it leaves people with persons, you know, given to temper and, and irrationality. Um, their only out is through violence. It becomes so. The way we were founded, Tim, was that we had a compact that we would all agree, that we all disagree, and there was a means of taking care of that, and that was through the legislature. It was through an assembly, not through an executive branch uh, that is an administrative state. Well, you know, we have, as you mentioned, we seem to have become so divided. Uh, I, I don't think we have seen this level of emotional division amongst the people of the country, at least since the time of the Civil War, maybe even yeah. uh, all the way back to the Revolutionary War with how we felt uh, with our uh, friends across the pond. But Beyond that, this, this disenfranchisement is – it feels like it's being encouraged almost now. The fans are being flamed. We even recently, yeah. in fact, just this week, uh, got wind of the fact that uh, the Justice Department has created a whole new category of people to watch because they now believe that MAGA supporters uh, are heavily prone to commit acts of violence, and they're expecting political stuff. And just making that public kind of feels to me like a way of fanning the flames even further and promoting the idea. Is this been a slow buildup as far as what you've seen, or does this kind of feel like something that has been hinted to in the background, but now is really moving to a crescendo very quickly, which might actually make the powder keg even more dangerous? Well, I think um, in my researches, I found that the concentration of power in Washington started 100 years ago. But when it got to the period of Barack Obama, that was when we started seeing agencies being used like the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS to actually attack political opponents. I have that's chronicled in Shadows of the Acropolis. And I I so that was new. And, and when you add the vitriolic media to the mix. And then you add the new element of what I call anti-social media, where everybody can attack everybody, you know, just ad hoc. Um, it really gets everybody's anger up. Um, so, yeah, we're in this great dilemma. And today didn't help when Hillary Clinton said, and I don't know if you've heard this yet, Tim, she, she considers that all persons who are MAGA supporters need to be deprogrammed. That's a communist Chinese idea. And this is where the left is going. They are going, they are hurtling toward absolutism on the basis of socialism, which is just another word for tyranny. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Now, Richard, you know Hillary was only talking about a fun day camp experience where we can all get together and <laughs> sing Kumbaya, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, Let's teach everybody to sing the exact same song or they're going right. to get thrown out of camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a little nervous anytime Hillary Clinton is allowed to go in front of a microphone or a TV camera these days because it seems like this is the direction, of course, that – uh, she's been in. It feels like that 
both parties to a big degree have kind of lost their way as far as trying to do the people's work. But the Democratic Party in particular yeah. seems to have so many uh, even open and professed socialist and one or two professed communists that it's it's almost become an acceptable mindset. And it is because they've struggled with education and in actually teaching as opposed to indoctrinating that so many young people are starting to follow this Pied Piper and not really understand fully what's being promised. And again, that's part of what I think the value of your research in the books that you've written really bring to the table because with just a few moments of critical thinking uh, applied to reading the information that's available, you can see this cycle. You can see how, in a lot of ways, if we were to just change some names of the players in D.C., we really look pretty close to what was occurring about the time of the fall of the Roman Empire. We really do see this movement to old ideas that have never worked uh, in, yeah. in a way to try yeah. and attack the the newer idea, and it's kind of uh, amazing to think of the uh, constitutional republic that we're supposed to have and enjoy as being a new idea, but as far as the political system's concerned, it is still one of the newer ones out there, uh, my opinion. It's always, the, it's always a new idea because the backdrop in humanity is always turning. And the problem they have now, Tim, when they're trying to teach that socialism is good is that – Socialism, as it would be practiced, is the direct opposite of how we were founded. It's not just different. It's opposite. So they have to indoctrinate kids because they can't explain how socialism is better. They can only say that that uh, the way we've been in, throughout our history is evil and we have to change. But they won't describe how that's going to how things are going to change because nobody would vote for it. So they're in a real dilemma, and that's why you're seeing these fits of temper and these fits of, oh, they're just they're all just deplorable people. We shouldn't even listen to them or they need to be investigated. This is all this is all tyrannical cloth that we're hearing. At this point in time, Richard, and I'm certainly not rooting for it. I'm not wanting it. But is it? inevitable that we're going to start seeing political assassinations here in the United States again, uh, possibly before the next presidential election cycle? I, I certainly hope not, because that would blow up the that would blow up the situation, no matter which side was the victim of that. It wasn't so long ago. You forgot uh, Tim Steve Scalise, yeah. who was they attempted his murder on a ball field. Um, and it's just it's it's going way too far. And again, I think it's all due to the concentration of power and the rise of of real hatred. We forget our Christian beginnings. We forget to respect the other po- person's point of view. The problem is that the point of view of socialism has to attack the idea of freedom. It has to put it in chains in order to arrest it, because Persons in America eventually will understand what socialism is and that it's tyrannical, and they will vote against anybody who espouses it. And so now, you know, it's gotten to the point where they're trying to to uh, strategize how to steal elections. They're trying to strategize 
how to bring in illegal voters and to raise the dead so they can vote. It's um, it, it's these are acts against the spirit of our Commonwealth, which includes, you know, everybody having the right to vote. Yeah. At this point, again, based on your research, your historical perspective, how can we counteract this and cool down the political temperature short of uh, sparking something dangerous? Uh, what do we need to be doing? Uh, somebody like myself trying to get the message out, for example, what can I do better? What can we all do better uh, in trying to restore that uh, sense of that original compact where we agreed to disagree, where we agreed on some basic fundamental principles that essentially was – respecting each other's fundamental human rights and then we discuss from there is there a way to bring it back well i think you know there's been there's been talk of of the forum of a convention of the states and and that is uh prescribed in the constitution where everybody can just get together and explain where they are in in the spectrum between how we were founded and where the administrative state is now. I, I don't know if your audience is aware, but during the Obama administration, over 20,000 laws were passed through the administrative state. That means by bureaucrats. The, the legislative process produced only a little over 400 laws. That's utterly backwards. All the power now is centralized in, in the administrative state and beyond our ability to vote it out and beyond our representatives being able to change it. This is what's getting people angry. They don't feel like they're represented because they're not. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of this has had to do with not only that uh, centralization of power, but the desire of the personal wealth that can be accrued now oh. as an office holder. Uh, you, you don't look want at, to look be at the on the record. They couldn't sell a, they couldn't sell a car. And they've made over $25 million in a few years. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, been proven. We don't know what the number is. Yeah. The, the, the office holders, they do not want to be on the record for actually voting something. And now they no longer want to try and solve a problem because they can always run on the issue. But as soon as the problem is actually solved, uh, then their constituents tend to forget. So they don't get the credit that they <laughs> want. Or the money, right, Tim? They don't get exactly. the they don't get to raise the monies. Yeah, it is absolutely insane, and I, I'm afraid that this temperature continues to rise. And I, I'm also afraid that this constant drumbeat going after Donald Trump uh, through the courts, having weaponized the court system to a great uh, extent, does put him at a, a, a very serious level of risk because now when he has to appear for these uh, various court hearings people are going to have a better idea of what his travel path is like they're going to have a better idea of what that schedule they're going to know exactly where he's going to be and what kind of security uh, that they're going to be seeing Um, i don't think that that's the intention here by the left i think they're just trying to punish him through the administrative state and i think they're just trying to to force him to either quit or they want to try to destroy him or they also know that it encourages the voting base uh, that supports him to uh, 
to solidify even more so that he becomes the nominee. But they also know that having indictments pending or having court cases pending really does hurt him in the general election because the independence he's going to have to to bring over to vote for him. They don't feel the same way about that kind of stuff. So I do feel yeah. like it's a winning thing for them. But have they even put thought into how much risk they're putting in? And do you think that he's at a higher level of risk of being assassinated because of these constant court filings? I hadn't thought about that, Tim, actually, but that's very true. And how much security does he have and who controls that? I, I know he's a former president. But I'm not sure how much uh, security he has. And the reason the reason all these court cases are occurring again, uh, the reason why he is being attacked so vociferously from the left, it's not because his his personality is quirky. It's not because sometimes he says the wrong thing. And he does. He's not very he's not very statesmanlike. Let's just put it that way. Um but the reason they are doing every one of these things to him to try and stop him is because he is the only threat to the administrative state and the way of doing business as it's been normal for uh, a century now. He is the only threat that's existed since Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And, and they take it very seriously because uh, he knows how a business operates, you know, on a global basis. He knows how the government operates. And he can do something about it. Yeah. I uh, I think you're absolutely right about that as well. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it, but uh, we still have close to half of the country that just think he's a criminal, and they don't want to hear anything any different. And until we find a way to break through that, I'm afraid not much else <laughs> well, is going to change. Well, this is what's funny. I saw, I saw an interview the other day, Tim, and, and the person being interviewed said, he has broken so many laws, all these laws that he's broken, right? He can't be president. And, and the person, again, was very angry. But I would defy anybody to cite one law that he's broken. He's been proved innocent more than any other person in America. Yeah. I mean, name one it's, thing. Nobody certainly. can, but everybody has the sense, you're right, owing to the media, that he's broken more laws than, than uh, anybody in history. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame that nobody's willing to hear the truth. Uh, they're they're yeah. still concerned that Hunter Biden, oh, he's being unfairly accused because he's Joe <laughs> Biden's son, even though he's pled guilty previously, was willing to take a plea deal. But you're right. Uh, Donald Trump, most investigated person, perhaps, in the history Ever. of the world. Ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, more money well, has been devoted to destroying him than to anyone else in history. Yeah. Richard, I, I hate to because, you know, it's been a good conversation at this point and it still feels like we're barely scratching the surface. But uh, you've already been very generous with your time, so we're going to have to try and wind things down. But before we do that, yeah. please remind the listeners where they can find your work. Feel free to share your website. And, of course, as long as you're inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share those handles and which platforms you'd like for them to do that. Oh, well, um, anybody can find my works at richardclyons.com or on uh, Amazon, of course. And um, as to I'm on Facebook, I'm, I'm not sure what my handle is. I'm, I'm not much of a social media guy because I find it, you know, what a lot of people find it is it's really full of anger. <laughs> so, so I try other means of communicating like your good show. 
All right. Well, I appreciate once again you spending some time with us on a Friday night. Uh, do keep up the good work and uh, keep keep uh, fighting the good fight because uh, making sure people are cognitive of our history seems to be the biggest obstacle towards coming back together because when you take the time to see where we came from, where the ideas arose, how hard we fought to to get this yeah. level yeah. of actual independence, and then you see everybody that started working against the uh, Republic from the minute she was founded and how she's been able to stand this long. Uh, you see that for yourself, and, and you become armed with that information. Well, as they are accustomed to saying, knowledge is power. Richard, thank you so much. Godspeed to you, Okay, sir. Tim. And it's a great story. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And uh, Richard uh, is right about that as well. It is a great story. And uh, if you don't know the history, then you really do need to take some time. And this goes all the way back to uh, the age of Greece uh, and actually beyond that, really. Anyway, we're just about out of time here in the first hour. So thank you so very much for uh, hanging with us. Now we'll be resetting here in just a moment. That was Richard C. Lyons. Be sure to check out the DNA of Democracy and Shadows of the, Acro the Acropolis. I don't know why I keep wanting to mispronounce that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. sounds creepy now that was an old school intro that i had worked out and believe it or not that's actually my voice kind of weird and i was playing with some uh, software that i don't even have anymore but uh yeah i, I still thought it was kind of cool and certainly was hard hitting and scary and of course 
it's always time to tap into the truth, or at least it should be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, and uh, thank you so much for being here as we dive headlong into hour number two of the Friday Night Live show going out across K-Star Talk Radio, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and... Last but certainly not least, our friends over at the Last Frequency, uh, WCET-FM in Columbia, South Carolina, and all the affiliated aspects of the Vera Network. It is a lot of fun to have all you guys listening. Love being live in particular. And we are going to be joined ever so shortly by good friend of the show and good friend of mine, although I haven't been such a good friend on my side of it here the last little bit. We are of course, talking about Ken Crow. I was supposed to give Ken a call, and I just had one thing after another keep popping up. I never made time to call him, and that's my bad. And, and I'll have to apologize to Ken here in a second on air. But uh, before we do any of that, of course, we have a lot to talk about with Ken. I do need to remind you once again, this will be the last time as part of the regular campaign that we talk about native path and the acrylic uh the krill oil uh the uh the reason that i suspect it'll be the last time is because they've decided not to renew the campaign at this point now i keep reminding you that in the event that uh, you guys finally go try it and see for yourselves and there's a big influx they could change their mind about it so we could be in a situation where um, here it is, I'm telling you this is the last time, and then next week all of a sudden they're back. So I just want to explain it to you. I'm not asking you to go do something you're not ordinarily going to do, but here's the thing. If you're worried about your heart health, if you're worried about your brain health, if you're worried about circulation, if you have problems with uh, inflammation, with swollen, achy joints, then you got a really good chance of getting some relief utilizing the native path uh, Antarctic krill oil. I keep trying to merge those two words. And the reason I say that is because it's been shown to help with circulation. It's been shown to reduce inflammation. Its primary ingredient is omega-3 fatty acid taken from krill, which is eight times better for you, more effective than regular fish oil. And the other side of this is from the personal side. Personally, I have been taking it now since before they became a sponsor, back when they first approached, and it has worked miracles for my joints. I, I can't say that it's done a whole lot for circulation or blood pressure, but for my joints, especially my ankles and knees, and even my calf muscle that was damaged, the circulation there, I suppose maybe I could, maybe that is at play here. It's been on the verge of being a miracle. I mean, when I was a young guy, played a lot of basketball, but I'm relatively short for a basketball player, and I did the things I had to do to be able to play up around the rim. So I put a lot of stress and strain on my knees and ankles in particular, and once I got older and stopped playing organized sports, I really started to feel it. I paid a price. I have never felt as good with my ankles and knees as I have since I've been taking the native path antarctic krill oil uh, like i mentioned back in the first hour i am continuing to use it even if we formally end our relationship i just ordered more should be here in a couple days here's the thing i'm asking you to do 
go check it out for yourself. Take advantage of an offer just for tapping to the truth listeners by going to fixswollenfeet.com. You'll land on the page. You'll see all the offers, and they've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on. You get a chance to get a bottle a month's supply at really low prices. Just go check it out. That's all I'm asking. FixSwollenFeet.com. Now, I've babbled long enough. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the purveyor of Crow's Nest politics, Mr. Ken Crow. Ken, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. How are you today, my friend? I am doing fantastic. First question is, can you hear me okay? I can hear you very well. Okay. I'm trying. I've gone back to my little ear pod things that are different than the other ear pods, the one with the cord. So I decided to see if it worked or not. Anyway, uh, doing great. Doing great. Getting ready to leave for Philadelphia in the morning. And uh, we're going to go over and see what's going on in, at the Independence Hall on Monday. Got a, got a lot of stuff going on here lately, I'm sure. I wanted to, tonight, in this, this first hour, to talk about a couple of general political uh, situations. And then for the uh, remainder of the hour, when we come back from the mid-hour break, I want to talk specifically about Bobby Kennedy's uh, current campaign, because I know you're, you're working with them, as you announced on your last appearance here. And uh, there's been several things that have changed since uh, last you were here. But I wanted to start, number one, with this ongoing battle for the Speaker of the House position and all this drama. So much of it seems unnecessary. Love to get your take and your thoughts on it because I've yet to wrap my mind around what the end uh gold was here, if there even was an end strategy other than the fact that Matt Gates just doesn't seem to like Kevin at all. Uh, but your thoughts? You know, I, I've given, <laughs> I have been thinking about this, believe it or not, and I cannot come to a rational nor reasonable reason why Gates pulled this. It, it, it's mind-boggling. You know, like McCarthy, hate McCarthy, whatever. The guy was doing a pretty good job. He had gotten quite a bit of legislation passed that nobody else could. and But, it, you know, of course, it didn't pass in the Senate, and the president wasn't going to sign it. But they could have used that in the upcoming elections. The congressman could have and said, hey, we passed this, we passed that, we did this, we did that. Uh, the Senate, you know, the, the liberal left-wing lunatics on the left wouldn't pass it in the Senate, and there's nothing we can do about that. But we did our job. I don't understand what Gates's motivation is. Hey, he's not running for the Speaker, so why do this? And why rally seven other Republican congressmen to bury McCarthy, you know, McCarthy and... Tim, your guess is good as mine. I have no idea why they're doing it. Um, yeah, I, it really doesn't make any logical sense. If you have any no, hope of doesn't. doing the people's work or if you have any sense of loyalty to the party, because like you said, I mean, once I heard about this secret deal with the Democrats to bring more aid to Ukraine that was going to be held separate, um, 
that kind of concerned me, but without knowing the details of that, if you offer up the opportunity to discuss it, but you didn't uh, say you're going to push it through, that's one thing. That's not worth pulling the trigger over. But regardless of what's happening here, it just seems so insane. It's almost as if Matt wanted a government shutdown, was angry that we avoided it, and figures he can probably stretch out this fight to the point that we'll have almost no time after this continuing resolution comes to an end to try and work out another deal. And if he really wanted uh, to force an actual budget, which, hey, I've been saying that for a long time, and, and I'm I'm right on board. I generally like Matt Getz for the most part with the things that he said. I've never been a fan of Kevin McCarthy, although, like you said, for the most part, he's gotten a lot of things done and done it better than I had expected. He literally outflanked Joe Biden when it came to the last threat of a government shutdown. And I'm not afraid of a government shutdown like a lot of folks in the offices are, but they're afraid of this perception. So, again, I'm left scratching my head, and and there, the only thing that makes any sense at all is we know there is a personal dislike between the two, and it almost feels like Matt thought that this was his one chance to take advantage because if he uh, waited much longer, he might not get another excuse to just pull this trigger. Uh, and if it's just that and his hopes of fundraising off of it, which also seems almost ghoulish at this point, uh, I just – none of it makes sense. Just none of it. it. It doesn't. And McCarthy was a phenomenal fundraiser for the party in general. Uh, yeah. he, I mean this guy raised nine digits himself, as did Steve Scalise. Uh, I heard today on uh, – uh, I was driving somewhere listening to Fox News on Sirius, and they said that Scalise had raised $170 million in the last two years, something like that, for the party itself to be used for candidates. And I, I don't get it, my friend. I, I think I, I think I'm going to give you my, my honest opinion. I think Gates is dangerous. I, I don't care for him. He, he's out trying to put together this coalition of these super hardcore folks on the right, the super patriots, if you will, call them what you want to call them, but the, the hardcore right wing, which is a very small percentage of the House. So if you do elect a Jim Jordan, for instance, as Speaker, if he manages to pull that off for Jordan, uh they're not going to be able to get anything done because the moderate Republicans and Democrats are not going to go along and there's not enough votes on the far right to carry any legislation forward. I I don't get it, Tim. I don't understand why he's doing this. Is he, is he trying to appease his crowd, his constituents down in the panhandle of Florida? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, about uh, the only thing I think he can actually expect to get out of this is to become a host of a show on a fringe network. <laughs> that And maybe that's his next play. Yeah. All right. Um, next topic before we uh, yes, uh, go too far. Uh, we found out that Joe Biden... Well, someone in the administration, I'm not even 100% sure that Joe was aware of this until somebody brought it to his attention. But somebody decided, hey, you know what we need on the southern border? 
We should probably put a wall there. <laughs> yeah, imagine my, that. My, my Elections though, coming, we need a wall. <laughs> my favorite part, though, is they're trying to use this excuse like the money, the money was appropriated. We got no choice but to spend it. But there's so much wrong and and lies around that because, first of all, uh, if they don't want to spend it, even though it's been appropriated, they can just choose not to spend it. But they literally had to uh, put exceptions and break, what was it, 27, 28 federal laws and mandates and regulations in order to, to build this at the time they're doing it. Granted, it's only going to be about 20 miles, and it is at least going to be in one of the more high-volume areas, so it probably will still have an impact. But they're facing so much pressure from people like Adams in New York and, of course, Hochul, the governor of New York, uh, some of the folks in Chicago now, uh, folks in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're getting really uh, upset at what it means to be a sanctuary city because they've never had to actually deal with those repercussions until now. And, you know, a few thousand here and there uh, compared to the thousands daily that the border towns have been dealing with for forever. It's a game changer. So they've got to do something. But at the same time, they have to pretend like they're not gaining ground. Did you hear Joe Biden when he was saying uh, he was asked if he thought walls worked now? And he said, no, but he has to do it. Uh, just your general thoughts about how effective 20 miles of border fence is going to be and the Democrats' efforts to try to have it both ways and in doing it, but then in trying to lie about it and say it's not our idea, our idea, but we have to. It's going to take the illegal immigrants, aliens, whatever the verbiage is being used today. It's going to take them about 35 minutes to figure out, oh, we don't cross here. We go down the road 15 miles and we can cross down there. <laughs> it's going to take them just about that long for the word to spread. So it's ludicrous, but Biden can now get out on the campaign trail. Well, no way, man. He campaigns from his back. Okay, they can cut a TV ad with Biden saying that he he built the wall. He saw the the writing, you know, the handwriting. I, I, I've got this to say about this, Tim. I've been pray for me. I've been having to hang out with Democrats lately, and some of them are rather liberal Democrats. <laughs> some of them voted for Biden. The one thing that they all have in common with the Republicans is they do not like what's happening on that border. They don't like it. He, even though we're here in Iowa, we're rather isolated. I mean, Governor Abbott hadn't been sending buses to Des Moines, so we don't feel it like, you know, some of the other cities do. But uh, none of them like it. None of them. I, I have yet to find a Democrat that is for what's going on on that border. Well, I mean, it, it it's, it's hard. It, it is hard to to be even a progressive Democrat and want to use American taxpayer dollars to spend on all these programs they want to spend it on and still be able to accommodate, especially That's, in places like New York where they have the uh, – 
shelter laws in place where you have a human right to shelter uh, regardless of who you are and whether or not you have a legal right to be here. Uh, so it makes sense, but, you know, that, it's that's not, not what they're afraid of. That, that's not what it's upsetting them. They're yeah. afraid of who's coming across and the fact that we don't know who they are. They're afraid of terrorist attacks. That's what they're afraid of. They absolutely should. But the problem there is when they talk like that, they're starting to sound too much like we did uh, back in the Obama years. And, of course, when uh, uh, Biden first took over here, too, is uh, we've been warning about this for a long time. I know you've been uh, vocal about it in the past, Ken, and uh, I don't think I've went more than three uh, broadcasts without getting very – very vocal about it here but uh, it's it continues to be a real threat because we have no operational control and they continue to lie about it and i do think eventually that whether you're a democrat or a republican or an independent or somebody from uh, mars that uh, you get tired of being uh, just lied to and treated like you shouldn't be calling them out for the lies. And that's all we get from this administration. I have yet to see the first person come out and tell the truth and not be punished. And I've yet to see the first person to even look like they're slightly embarrassed about being caught red-handed in a lie. And then they just go ahead and double, triple, quadruple down and treat you like you're the crazy one for even saying anything. But it's just so scary because they're still cutting down razor wire that the state of Texas had put up. They're still suing Greg Abbott for uh, trying to put the buoys out in the river, or as I just keep referring to him, Greg Abbott's big balls, uh, because that's good clickbait. But (laughs) we still have the administration secretly sending these people to other locations that are red locations. Tennessee is about to receive a whole new... uh, airplane full sometime in the next couple of days, multiple flights coming in from Texas. Now, this is Biden doing it. He's sending these people to these places. Uh, If you have any concern at all about the safety in the neighborhoods that you live in, this is a problem because they're sending them everywhere without vetting them. You know, uh, you, you, you know what my son does. I asked him a couple of days ago, I said, is it starting to be a problem in Tennessee? You know, with driver, he said, Dad, we pull people over every day. They don't speak English. They have no identification. They have no driver's license. We can't do anything to them. I can't arrest them. He, he was, I mean, they're, they're ordered. They cannot be arrested. They're to be turned loose. It doesn't matter if they're doing 85 and a 55. They write them a speeding ticket, put down whatever name it is. They tell them wherever it is they tell them they're from. They they can't. Their hands are tied. Law enforcement's hands are tied with these people. Yeah. Now, if that's not frightening, I don't know what is. And the other thing that, that really upsets me is, there's a lot of them that they've stopped coming in, that, that they've stopped while they were coming in. They were let in from countries like Oman and Syria and places like that. And they're all young men. They're all 23, 25 years old. There's no old women. There's no children. These are all young men of 
God forbid, fighting age, you know, like you would enlist in the Army, and and we have no idea who they are. Okay. And there's absolutely nothing. And there's been thousands upon thousands of Chinese that in the last year have come across that southern border. Uh, it's, again, uh, you almost run out of words to try and express how scary it is. And it truly is frightening when you think about it. I mean, we, we've seen pictures. We watch video of people coming uh, from these places. And like you said, these are young men of fighting age. And they're clearly not suffering from economic struggles either. They're coming across wearing uh, Nike clothes and Nike shoes. They've already got cell phones. Doesn't stop the Biden administration from giving them brand new free ones. Uh, of course, by free, that means taxpaying citizens have paid for them. Uh, it we see all this benefit and we really need to be concerned more than anything. What happens the minute these people realize the prisoner's dilemma, you know, that, that situation where how can 10 prison guards maintain uh, a lockdown on 300, 400, 500 prisoners. It's that fear that uh, you don't trust the other person. You don't want to be the first one to go. It's like, all right, I'm going to rush the guards. And then you get beat down because five guards take care of you and the other five are watching for anybody else coming. So the other prisoners don't do it. What happens when they realize all they have to do is all uh, come at once and they just overwhelm. We're already being overwhelmed a little at a time as it is. We are being invaded uh, by yes. every definition of the word. And a lot of the Democrats were supporting this so long because they believe <clears throat> let me quote them here demographics are the future as they honestly believe they were going to be able to continue to maintain a underclass that would keep voting for them and keep them in power in perpetuity and now they're starting to see what that might actually look like for America it's bad <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's bad. Uh, yeah. You know, originally that was the deal. You know, let them come across. We'll grant them amnesty, then they can vote. And that that was, I think, what the master plan was. Let's get a few million of them in here. We'll put them in states that were purple or red, turn the states blue. We'll give them money, give them everything they need, and then they'll turn the state blue. And they'll vote for us because we're going to give them amnesty so they can vote. And I really think that's what the, I, I honestly think Biden's going to do that probably early next year. Yeah, at this point, I'd be surprised if he waits to the end of the year. I, I see this as being some uh, big Christmas present. <laughs> um, I do want to talk real quick about one more topic so we can devote the second half of the hour to to Bobby Kennedy's campaign and all the work you're doing there and what you're seeing. Uh, Hillary Clinton came out, and I know you saw this. Uh, it's hard to miss it. <laughs> she wants to, to send people like me uh, to be deprogrammed. Uh, hey, I'll be your anybody... roommate. Let's go. <laughs> we'll be roommates. <laughs> I mean, it, it's insane 
that she gets to say stuff like that, and nobody's going to call her out on it. But we've also now know that the Justice Department has created a new classification because they're afraid that MAGA people are going to become domestic terrorists. Now, there's only two reasons why I would think you would believe that. Number one is you completely lost track of the fact that it tends to be leftists that are more prone to violence than people that are generally conservative or Christian. Or, part two, you know that these people are true patriots. And if you're planning on stealing another election and it's obvious that you stole it and you're not going to do this, there could be an armed uprising. Now, I certainly hope it doesn't come to that. I still believe in the power of the ballot box, and I'm certainly not calling for anything like that. But if you were to make an assertion right now, what would you think the likelihood of this, and what is the primary purpose of the Justice Department doing this? And we just have uh, just a couple of minutes before the break, Ken. I honestly think that they're planning on it. I, I, I think that they're planning on some sort of if, if the Republicans do not win the White House in 24, I think they're planning on the uh, the MAGA the the MAGA crew the the self-proclaimed patriots and all that rising up. And you got to remember, there's 70 million of these people. So if only 10 percent rise up. That's seven million marching on Washington, and that's a problem. That's a big problem. If you're elected officials in Washington, um, seven million armed people is not a good thing, and they're not up there to roast weenies. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, uh, it's not going to look like January sixth. I honestly think that they may very well be planning for that. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit if they were. Uh, it scares me that they may be looking to stage that again, again, a lot like January 6th. Ken, stay where you're at. We will pick it up on you the other side you. of this break. Before we go away, though, I need to remind you about our friends over at 4 Be sure to uh, spend some time over there and look at everything they've got to offer. That's all I really have to do to sell you on the product. If you'll go take a look, you're going to see things that you're going to want, whether we're talking about uh, survival food kits, which they have the best in the business, rated for 25 years of storage, but it's not likely to last that long once you taste it and realize, hey, this actually tastes good. Uh, Maybe you need electricity in the form of backup in case the power goes down. You don't have a a gas-powered generator, or maybe uh, you just want something in case it's long-term and that gas-powered generator runs out of fuel and you can't uh, get new fuel for it. Uh, A lot of great stuff beyond that, too. Just go check it out. That's 4Patriots.com. Be sure to use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, at checkout. Save yourself 10% on your order in the age of Bidenomics. Uh, Who can afford not to save money? That's the number 4 Patriots. Dot com. Promo code TAP, save 10%. That's T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, America. This is Ken Crow with Conservative Daily Briefing, and you are listening to Tim Tap Tap Into the Truth.
Recently, another American female expert on what real men are shared her observations. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Face from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ms. Sandy LaCroix stated to all the real men out there, boys play house, men build homes, boys shack up, men get married, boys make babies, men raise children. A boy won't raise his own children. A man will raise his and someone else's. Boys invent excuses for failure. Men produce strategies for success. Boys look for someone to take care of them. Men look for someone else to take care of. Boys seek popularity. Men earn respect by knowing how to give it. Boys quit and walk away when things get hard. Men will promise to love you through it all. The one problem I have is in America today, most females prefer either the pookies and ray rays or clamber. But the top 5% of all men who are wealthy meet their height standard of at least six feet and have looks equivalent to a young Elvis or a young Denzel Washington and overlook the many good, solid, decent American men now forced to leave the U.S. to find someone who appreciates them. Hmm. I'm Ron Edwards. Don't miss the Ron Edwards American Experience talk show, 3 p.m. Eastern weekdays. The second goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Over just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. 
It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed sharing the night together. Thank you for being here on the Friday night. Uh, If you had a week anything like mine, you are more than happy to be getting to the weekend. Definitely that time. College football in the air. Uh, High school football, if you're still into that. Uh, Just all kinds of great stuff going on. So uh, thank you for sharing your Friday evening with me and my guest. Uh, quick programming note, uh, at this moment we have confirmed, although I'll remind you that we also had Karen England confirmed and <laughs> we didn't get to talk to her tonight. Uh, we have confirmed right now for next Friday night, Vince Everett Ellison, uh, author of Crime Inc. will be talking about the Biden crime family and how Democrats use mob-style tactics. Uh, Wayne Black will be coming back onto the show and we're going to be talking about how Democrats are putting Donald Trump in danger And we're also scheduled to have Naomi Wolf. Now, I've also reached out to Richard Battle, uh, a a multiple-time guest. I haven't heard a confirmation from him yet, but I am hopeful we'll have him as well. And FYI, we will be looking to try to reschedule Karen. Uh, Her publicist right now is still trying to figure out what happened because we were confirmed, and he hasn't been able to figure out or find out from her yet what's going on. So uh, we'll stay on top of that. Hopefully all that will work out. Now, before we uh, start back up with Ken, I also need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Now, again, there's no surer path to tyranny than to give up your guns and no faster way to end up the victim of a violent crime than to not have your firearm with you when you need it, which is why you absolutely positively should not let comfort be the thing that puts you at a disadvantage of that terrible, horrible, very no-good-day should occur where you have to defend yourself, your family, your friends, or neighbors. If you're anything like me, and I'm not pointing fingers at you, I have done this myself. You've went out, you've bought your firearm, and you're like, okay, now I've got to get a really cool holster, and then you pick one out because you think it looks good, and then find out it's so uncomfortable that you just kind of stop carrying after a little bit. Don't let that happen. Thousands of their customers will swear to you that Vanish is the most comfortable holster, period. And many of those same thousands will tell you that if you start carrying using a Vanish holster, you'll never stop. So as long as you're legally eligible to carry, it seems like a no-brainer to me. But don't take my word for it. Go over and visit and see for yourself how the Vanish holster works. allows you to carry two extra magazines. It works without a tactical belt, designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. So many ways that it's working to save you money and to be phenomenal, especially if you're doing concealed carry. Here's the thing. The only way to check it out is to go visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Very important to use the backslash T-A-P-P because that will automatically activate for you a $40 discount. 
for whatever you decide to get. And once again, I will say in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? And that's the other thing. They're very, very insistent that I keep reminding you that they've tried to hold off raising prices for about as long as they can. But because of Bidenomics, they're going to have to sometime before the end of the year. They haven't committed exactly when yet. So don't wait. Go now, and if you see something you want to get, utilize the buying power while your dollar still has some buying power under Bidenomics and, and do it now. One more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right, let's get back to the show. Ken, again, thank you so much for uh, being here today. I always appreciate your time and your insights. It's always a lot of fun to talk to you, and you never – fail to come across with something unexpected that's for sure before we jump back into the conversation though <laughs> please let everybody know where they can find your work and if you're inviting people to follow you on social media uh, feel free to share those handles and the platforms that you would like them to follow you on well i i don't know if it's twitter now or x or whatever it is but uh, <laughs> what used to be twitter now x i guess uh it's at KWR Crow, as in Kilo Whiskey Romeo Crow, C-R-O-W. Uh, and then I'm on the net at, um, where am I? Crowsnestpolitics.org. Come see me. I, I haven't been as prolific on there as I have been in the past because I've been so busy working on this campaign, but I promise to get back to it and uh, get to work again. I got some great writers, uh, Tim Tapp being one, and uh, he's got some stuff, and uh, he puts up more stuff all the time. So, yeah, there we go. That's about it. I, I don't do all the other 92 social media platforms, just those two. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty well got you covered, just the same. That's where the audience is. Um, you know, Kent... I'm still trying to wrap my mind around you going to the dark side, as I called it back in the first hour, and joining Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s uh, campaign. It, I understand why. I mean, I had on last week the uh, biographer uh, of, uh, of Bobby Kennedy's, and he's been a life thing. And one of the things that kind of struck me, <clears throat> excuse me, is at the end of my conversation. Uh, with uh, with Dick Russell is the fact that uh, he said that he's been so surprised and shocked that he's been more warmly welcomed by conservatives and had more people willing to talk to him and, and hear out what he has to say about Bobby and been more willing to talk kindly and give credit where credit's due about Bobby than from other liberals from people that he thought were generally his friends. And, you know, we see that kind of thing because there is something appealing about RFK Jr. in so much as it seems to me like he's trying to interject some level of common sense and sanity back into a Democratic Party that, at least on the national level, is pretty well out of control and has become very anti-American. Uh, is that part of the allure that kind of brought you to uh, decide that you were going to help with his campaign as well? Well, you know, Tim, I've, I've had the honor and the privilege, and, and let's face it, it, it's a privilege. When, when, when you get to 
not just shake hands with a governor, but actually sit and visit with a governor for 15 or 20 minutes or a senator or somebody like that, that that's running for president. And, and I've gotten to do that uh, with a lot of the field this year and four years ago and four years before that. And I, I've been blessed to be able to do that. And I got to tell you, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the first candidate that I've ever gotten to stand and visit with for a few minutes that I truly, honestly, in my heart felt was genuine. Most of them give you talking points. So it doesn't matter what you ask them. You'll, you'll get the same response they give on TV, the same response they give in a press conference. You get the same canned rote response every time. And Kennedy is the first one I've ever met. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, did, I, not, I don't view me as going to the dark side. I view me as selecting the best person for the job. This is the first time in my, oh gosh, what, 45-year voting history or something that I've ever voted for who I felt was the best person for the job. First time I've ever crossed over. All I've ever voted for was Republicans. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> Trump ran our debt up by over $9 trillion. George Bush ran our debt up by uh, close to $10 trillion. You know, the Republicans have spent money like drunken sailors, yet, and no offense to a drunken sailor because I used to be a sailor, but... <laughs> <laughs> True story. But at any rate, it, 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 they spend as much, if not more, than the Democrats have. You know, we rail against Biden sending, you know, $10 billion over to Ukraine. Shoot, George Bush did that in 10 minutes. Spent that kind of money. I mean, he spent, he, he got told at 2 in the morning the banks are shutting down at 10 he signed off on $750 billion at 3 o'clock in the morning one night. Uh, our side spends just as much, if not more, than theirs does. So are we really any different? In reality, is the Republican Party today any different than the Democrat Party? Mitch McConnell signs off on everything they do. Anything Chuck Schumer wants to do, I, I okay, Chucky, whatever you want. He signs off on it. Same thing for the House. Yeah. That's why Are so many really people now just refer to it as the Uniparty. Uh, exactly. It just seems to me like one party is running headlong off of the cliff, and the <laughs> other party is like, well, we want to occasionally tap the brakes as we manage going off the cliff, but there's no real exactly. effort to stop it. So you're right. But we're still going off the cliff. It doesn't matter. We slowly go off or go off fast, but we're going off. It doesn't matter. And, 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 and then, you know, say what you want about Trump, but we weren't at war. Now we're at war, you know, and there's a lot of proof today that, I'm not going to go down a conspiracy rabbit hole, but that Bush put us in Iraq. 
and, and for monetary reasons, because Halliburton, you know, Cheney used to be the what the vice president or CEO or something of Halliburton anyway. He was a earned millions and millions of dollars over there. So Halliburton gets a no bid contract to go in and rebuild what we bomb and tear up. Yeah. And they earn hundreds of billions of dollars doing this. You know, something's rotten in Denmark, and Kennedy knows this. Kennedy knows that there's something really rotten going on between corporate America and Capitol Hill, and he wants to put a stop to it. And Trump alluded to it with, you know, the deep state, but Kennedy knows where the bodies are buried. He knows what to do. And and he's been saying for a long time that Something's rotten with Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, and Moderna, and all these COVID vaccine boosters. You know something isn't right. You know we spend years approving and make these pharmaceutical companies jump through hoops, hoops, literally burning hoops to get a drug approved, and they come out and in a matter of months say, "Oh well, this vaccine's okay. Come on, let's use it." And they start vaccinating the world, and now people are dying from blood clots that never had a blood clot issue before, heart issue before. Nothing, you know, and all no, these vaccines weren't tested. Boosters weren't tested. My brother being was one of the right guinea now. pigs. Huh? I said they're being tested right now. We are the research. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and and Kennedy has called this out. Of course, now they're saying, oh, he's a vaccine denier. He's, no, he's not. He's, all he's saying is, I don't mind your vaccines. Let's just make sure they're safe vaccines. And that's all he's saying. He, he's not denying anybody a polio vaccine or any other kind of vaccine. Just make sure they're safe vaccines like we've done in the past that we're not doing today. That's all he's saying. All right, so the campaign is transitioning from seeking the Democratic nomination to a independent ticket run. Uh, is is this official now? Well, I've heard reporting, I, but I've never I, heard anybody. Okay, I'll just I'll just give you the update that I'm allowed to give you. Okay, uh, okay. I was call, uh, I was sent an email last. I believe it was last Monday, maybe a Sunday night, said be in Philadelphia Sunday afternoon by 4 o'clock. I'm having dinner with Mr. Kennedy Sunday evening. Uh, He's called all the state directors and state coordinators to Philadelphia. Then Monday morning, we go to Independence Hall, and we're supposed to act as ambassadors for the campaign. And, you know, going to be a lot of donors there, going to be a lot of people there. He's giving a speech Sunday. And uh, then Sunday evening, we or yeah, Monday evening, Monday evening. Uh, Monday morning, we go to Independence Hall. And Monday evening, we uh, have another dinner thing. And then... Tuesday for the bulk of the day is a strategy session 
with senior campaign staff and all the state directors and coordinators. Field, when I say coordinators, I'm talking about grassroots field coordinators. Um, I will say this. Kennedy has built a massive network now in 26, 28 states, I believe it is. Nobody else has a network that large. Nobody else even in the hemisphere that large. You know, you take Nikki Haley. She's in New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, and maybe one or two more states. Kennedy has built out already 26 states, and it's growing. It's growing very, very rapidly. And it's because of his messaging and what he's saying. He's wanting to heal the divide. He's wanting to separate corporate America from politics because it's dangerous what's going on. I mean, you, 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 you look at the military industrial complex, you look at big pharma, you look at healthcare, you look at these different industries and, and then look at what's happening to the American people. It's ridiculous. Energy. This is absolute insanity what we're doing right now. We've got a 400 known, this is known, Tim, known 400-year supply of oil sitting in western North Dakota that we now can't pump hardly because of the environmentalist and the power that they hold. Same as in West Texas. They discovered a field in West Texas about four or five years ago that's bigger than the backing fields in North Dakota. We're energy independent, yet we're not allowed to use it. We have to buy oil from Russia, which we've been doing, by the way, which is supplying the money for Putin to invade Ukraine, which we're supplying the money to defend against Putin, who we're supplying the money for to attack Ukraine. Now, you tell me if there's any sanity in there. Well, it is if you're a financial beneficiary of the laundering that happens of U.S. American taxpayer dollars into the bank accounts of people with the last name of Biden, Clinton, and things, people of that nature. But as far as sure. for the American people, absolutely right. Not at all. Uh, okay, so – it's probably inappropriate for me to ask you the next question. So if if you feel that it is, feel free to just Tim, say I'm you not can ask me that. anything you want. That doesn't mean I'll answer it, but you can right. ask it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying up front, I will not be offended if you say go pound sand, Tim. <laughs> but uh, okay. if. If this big meeting that is coming forth that a lot of people are expecting is the announcement that they're transitioning into an independent run, is this something that could end up being a bigger help for the Republican Party, like a lot of folks are saying, because the expectation is that he'll draw off a lot of Democrats? Or based on your experience and based on everything that I'm seeing, I think this might actually still be a toss-up to the point that it could equally hurt both parties because there are a lot of people that typically vote Republican that are gravitating towards 
uh, Bobby Kennedy's message on this. I mean, you mentioned earlier that uh, he knows where the bodies are buried. And the reason for that is because some of those bodies are his family members. There's a lot of folks that now look at the Kennedys, uh, especially when you talk about Robert and uh, John, uh, that say if they were part of the political landscape today, they would be Republicans, not Democrats. They wouldn't fit in that party anymore. So I think it's possible that they could actually pull more votes away from the uh, independents and the Republican Party than would be pulled away from the Democrats. But obviously your job is to make sure that you pull as many votes as possible. But where do you think the largest pull would come from if you could answer that question? Well, I'll tell you what happened about two weekends ago, the weekend before last. We worked a big gun show at the state fairgrounds in Des Moines. Pretty big gun show, pretty big building. A lot of people, thousands of people came through, as gun shows typically do. And I cannot tell you how many folks walked up to our tables. We had it draped in flags and, you know, all the paraphernalia, yard signs and everything, people. They were wearing Trump ball caps and Trump T-shirts. I can't tell you how many. And every one of them was asking questions about Bob Kennedy. His messaging is very, very similar to the Make America Great Again messaging. Very similar. Look, look it up. It's uh, Kennedy2024.com or Kennedy24.com. Either one works. Look up his website and read his positions. You're going to be stunned. He, uh, I asked him point blank. I said, where, where are you actually at? I'd like your heart on this. Tell me the truth, Mr. Kennedy. Where are you actually at on the Second Amendment? And his answer to me was, now keep in mind, he's an attorney, and he's taken down some of the biggest corporations in America, Monsanto being one. He said, I am a constitutional absolutist. That was his answer to me. Yeah. So he is a constitutional guy. You know, he pledged to support and defend it when he, you know, joined the bar years ago. And, uh, and he's a constitutional absolutist and believes in that. And he said, we've gotten too far away from the Constitution. That's a lot of our problems today. And he's right. He's right. He He's not one for, uh, I'll just say, BSing much. He cuts to the chase. He tells you the truth. Oh, he's warm and friendly. He's not, you know, hurt and abrupt and all that. He's very warm and very friendly. I, I stood and watched him one day. We had a little event with about 400 people there. About 389 of them, after he got done speaking, wanted selfies. Do you know he stood there until every last person had left that event and gotten their picture taken? He shook hands with every person and took a picture with anybody that wanted one. He took it. He actually took the phone. He'd take the phone out of your hand and do it himself. <laughs> I'm kidding you not. He is as nice a guy as you will ever meet, and and that's why I'm supporting him. 
and we built him a ground game in Iowa that is growing daily. Now, we're apparently not going to be in a primary. It's beginning to look like. I can report more back to you next Wednesday, but um, I'll be able to share a lot more on Wednesday than I can today. Uh, but he, he uh, you know, we're going to be here on November 24th, looks like. And I honestly believe he can win. And I'll tell you why. Because I believe this election is a referendum against all parties and all government. I think people have had enough. And you're going to start seeing them. You're going to start seeing a lot of challengers win elections a cycle, be it Congress, Senate, whoever. You're going to see a lot of challengers defeating incumbents because people have had enough. Well, I can tell you, uh, Ken, that it's way, way overdue for that to be the case. And I know we both agreed on that for a long time. We're going to have to leave things right there, though, because as always, when you're having a fun conversation or a good quality conversation, they always go by way too fast. Uh, Thank you, Tim, for coming on. I got one more thing, Tim. Tim, can I I interrupt you one second? I own four of my pillows. You guys need to all go buy my pillow. Greatest pillow you'll ever own. Go ahead. I'll shut up. (laughs) Well, I'll always let you pitch for some of the sponsors. There's never a problem there. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate all the work you do. And anybody that uh, wants to criticize your your conservative uh, bona fides, I will continue to defend because you are a true conservative and you are a patriot, sir. Thank you so much for coming on, as always. Thank Keep you. up the good work, and uh, obviously we'll have you back on again uh, about this same time next month. In the meanwhile, guys, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain. If you really want to tap into the truth in the meanwhile be sure to come back next friday for the live show i already told you who all is going to be here should be fun and entertaining and informative have a great weekend everybody we're out Using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin 
Using both hands. 